0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank thee, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to babes. Yea, Father, for such was thy gracious will. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, or who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then turning to the disciples, he said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see what you see, for I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see and did not see it. And to hear what you hear and did not hear it. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord So, in the readings that we've had so far for Advent, we've seen the necessity of docility in the hands of God that He might change and transform us in this season. So, we saw that with regards to the clay and the potter. Uh, We've also seen that necessity of preparation, but also how the Lord marvels at faith. It is faith that is supposed to increase in us, both faith and love, and we saw that in yesterday's reading um, with regards to the centurion as he prays with deep faith, but also deep charity for another. And so the perfection that we're called to in this season of Advent, which is the preparation for the coming of the Messiah, is that in being prepared for his coming, uh, our preparation depends on how much we increase in our likeness to him. And so as we increase in faith and charity, we increase in our likeness to the one whom we expect and whom we long for. And then what the Lord shows in today's gospel Um, is the goal of what we are moving towards in a very mysterious way. And so we can't progress if we don't know what we are progressing towards, if we don't know what we are moving towards. And so what the Lord does in today's gospel, as a lot of the commentators point out, is that this scene where we have the Lord praising the Father follows both in Matthew's account and here in Luke's account, after the rebuke of all of the places that did not receive Jesus or did not receive the disciples whom he sent in his name. And so what happens is is that the Lord rebukes uh, Corazon and uh, he rebukes Capernaum and Bethsaida, all these towns which had witnessed so many miracles, so much of Christ's preaching already, uh, so many signs, and yet they rejected not only Christ, but also the ones whom he sent, his disciples whom he sent to them. And so they were not, uh, what you can see in those towns is that they were not expecting the Messiah in the right sense of what that means. The expectation of the Messiah meant that we also have to have knowledge of the one whom we are coming. How can we hope to recognize him when, we come, when he comes if we do not know him? If we do not know him, we will not recognize him when he comes. And so what the Lord is rebuking in these towns that have not accepted him or the ones whom he sent is that they have not re- recognized the fulfillment of the scriptures as he has come to fulfill everything that was spoken of the Messiah and he has worked many signs already that have showed him to be such and yet they have not welcomed him and so their expectation was not filled with right knowledge and right love and so what we see in the gospel today is that after the rebuke of those who have rejected him he gives praise to those he gives praise to the father for the way in which the Father has willed to reveal the Son to those who are childlike, to those who are childlike. And so Jesus then, he says, rejoiced in the Holy Spirit. And so in the midst of all of that rejection, you can see that he is now going to manifest to his disciples what goes on in his interior, in the divine nature. And so we have, as some of the commentators say, a flash of the Trinity, a flash of the interior life of the Trinity in what Christ does now in front of his disciples. He makes manifest the beautiful relationship that he has with the Father. And so as we've said before, he speaks as easily to the Father as he does to them. In fact, he speaks more naturally in the truest sense of the word to the Father than he does to them. And so what happens is is that he turns from his conversation with others, and he simply turns and he speaks to the Father. And so you see in Christ this beautiful union between heaven and earth, that union that happens between his divine and his human nature. And so then what he does is he rejoices and he thanks the Father, and he thanks him uh, for that he has hidden the things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to babes or to the childlike, meaning those who are like children, but more specifically, Those who are like the child, Christ is the beloved Son of the Heavenly Father. He is then the one whom we are called to be like. To be childlike is the same as saying to be Christlike, to be like Jesus himself. And so uh, when the Lord comes to reveal, the other mystery is that the more that we receive the revelation that comes to us through the beloved Son of the Heavenly Father... The more that we receive His truth, the more that we receive His love, the more that we receive His grace, the more childlike we become. And so we become more and more like Him the more and more we are filled with His truth and filled with His love. And so what the Lord shows is He shows that between Him and the Father is not only perfect knowledge, no one knows the Father except the Son, no one knows the Son except the Father. Not only is there perfect knowledge, there is also perfect love. There is this love which unites them, which is the spirit in whom he rejoices here. He rejoiced in the Holy Spirit. And so this union between the father and son is a union of knowledge and a union of love. And what happens is that when Christ comes to us, the one whom we are expecting, the one whom we are watchful for, when he comes to us, he comes to us and brings us this knowledge and he brings us this love that we might participate in this life of the Trinity. And so what we are called to, then, is to enter into this knowledge and to enter into this love. So how do we do that if we're thinking of it in terms of practical ways, in terms of our our daily life? Well, the wisdom and knowledge of God comes to us principally through the Scriptures. And so when we engage the Scriptures, when we meditate upon them in our prayer, then we are being filled progressively Uh, with the knowledge and wisdom of God as that is then guided for us under the church in terms of its ultimate interpretation. But then also uh, as we receive and come to Christ here and we are in his presence and we receive truth himself in Holy Communion. So in that way we participate in the very truth and the knowledge of God but also we are called to participate in his love. And so when we are in grace we become temples of the Holy Spirit And so we are able then to rejoice in that same spirit in which Christ himself rejoices in. And so when we have the Holy Spirit within us, we have the very love of God within us. And so this is then our life that we are called to. And the proper life of expectation of the second coming of Christ is to live in a joyful rejoicing of his coming in our midst even now, the way he comes to us now. And so Advent is a time of waiting but it is a time of waiting for someone specific. It is a time of watchfulness for someone specific. And what we are supposed to do in this season is foster our capacity to recognize Christ in all the ways that he comes to us. So when those towns rejected the disciples whom Jesus sent, they were also guilty of having rejected Christ. And so also for us is that we must recognize the ways in which Jesus comes to us even now, which is that he comes to us through His Word and the Scriptures. He comes to us through His grace, through the sacraments, but He comes to us in that way, par excellence, in the Blessed Sacrament. Jesus comes to us here in the Blessed Sacrament in the Eucharist. He comes to us completely, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And so we are always watchful for His coming. And the way that we show ourselves to be ready is that we recognize Him in all of the ways in which He comes, and that culminates for us in the Blessed Sacrament, the source and the summit of of our faith. And so the best preparation we can do for the second coming of Christ, as we've said before, is to prepare ourselves in his presence now. And so to 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 come to him where he is already coming to us on a daily basis, and then receiving him in Holy Communion as he then also comes to us in those intimate moments of love as well. And so we pray for that grace to enter into his knowledge, to enter into his love, and to become more and more childlike. Amen.